Try it again, Jay. All right. Ozzy the Sports Junkie, along with Jay Jenkinson. Then Old Bard Podcast. Midweek of a nice, paltry May Day in Florida. Jake, my friend, how are you, buddy? I gotta tell you, Oz, I feel great. But I, as far as this podcast is concerned, I got—I yes. I don't think I—I I don't think I have anything. As they say in the old New York, Brooklyn area, I got nothing. You ran out of juice. I got nothing today. It's like I well, gave up on softball because I wanted to go to the uh, the relatively um, harm harm. Well, the back can go, but golf—it's just a serenity sport where occasionally you throw a club or two. I've given up on my softball career at 60 years old. I'm, I, maybe I should throw in the towel when it comes to podcasts. No. No, I don't like this talk. No? You're my motivational coach, you prick. <laughs> I called you on Sunday. I, I told you what the status was. Like, you're like, well, you've had a good run. Shut it down. All right. You are right, though. You, you, you kind of reiterated one thing. Be grateful for what you have. And I am. I couldn't be more grateful. I got an unbelievable girlfriend. I have a nice situation, a nice life. I'm happy. Two beautiful grandsons, two beautiful daughters. I'm doing what I like for a living. I have a nice little business. My band is exploding. And I get to hang out with my best buddy, Jake Jacobson, uh, a guy who used to listen to the radio and call in, and he would make fun of me. (laughs) (laughs) Stop. You would. First of all, I I have never seen or heard you, or at least maybe it's been... A long time, this upbeat. Is it the music? What is today Maybe that is the Blues giving Brothers. you this? Well, it was a, I kind of had a little rebirth. A, a phoenix rising from the ashes, if you will. That, Did you uh, come out from a womb again? Well, kind of. This morning. This rebirth. <laughs> I went in and then I came out. Yeah. And I, um, now, I, I'm, in, I'm going in for this thing, man, because the digital media, the online radio, the Wi-Fi, the podcast, whatever the hell you want to call with it, call it, Jake. It's literally growing by the day. There's stuff out this week that wasn't out last week at this time. As far as outlets to listen, ways to listen, it's really incredible. I saw uh, these uh, Chinese radios you can get for relatively cheap. They used to be like $500. A Wi-Fi radio, 12 bucks. If you have Wi-Fi, which everyone pretty much does at this point, Wi-Fi in five years, maybe not even five years, Jake, will trump cable. No one will have cable. Everything will go through Wi-Fi. I agree. I anyway, agree. The cable is... Disable the cable. The cable is no longer needed because everything goes through the air, through Wi-Fi. And it is so damn expensive. The wi- Well, the Wi-Fi is expensive, but why no, people... No, I'm, I'm talking about cable is ca- so expensive. Well, uh, here's where I draw the line. We're paying almost $300. They charge you per box. It's insane. Bullshit on that p- per box nonsense. I got, we're going to get Wi-Fi. I'm going to get a goddamn antenna on the roof that gets 150 channels. All I need is the networks for local news and what have you. Yeah. I want to be able to watch the Buccaneers and my own, and, and the uh, Prime Games on Sunday, of course. The only caveat is being able to get Fox Sports Florida where I can watch my Rays and my Lightning. But it's a la carte now. We've been talking about this for weeks. It's, it's happening now. You can get Absolutely. just what channels you want on Sling, Hulu, YouTube TV. YouTube's putting billions of dollars into taking over the Internet as far as TV, Jake. The only thing with me is I'm so routine-oriented. I know. It's and t- cable, it's I, I know exactly how to use my remotes. I know how to use my v- recording machines and all that. I know. I, 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 I'm 
we're spending a fortune, but I'm so content with the idea of n- not having to learn something new again that I, I don't know, I, you know, I don't and know if it, it's well, worth. It's, it's kind of like it's kind of like when cu- computers first came out. I'm sure you were like me, completely boggled. I didn't know what the hell was happening, and of course it was the it was really the birth of the home computer when you you'd pay like three grand for this thing. It was slower than snail shit, and you'd go. Well, that was the, yeah, that's the AOL.com. Oh, well, that's when I bought a computer for the Lodo price, like $3,800. Well, this is what we've learned. Because, because technology advances so quickly, it could probably advance even quicker. It's all set up. I mean, Apple has things advanced. Far, but they want to make the money, build it up. It's like buying jerseys and then adding another another type of jersey. So you buy it again. The, here, Here's the, the issue. You were talking about, you know, TVs and access and the money you spent and what you spent you know t- 20 years ago right right now if you want to, if you want the 3D which eventually is going to be let's say every TV is going to have it or 4D whatever whatever it is if you buy it now you're going to spend premium dollars if you wait till it really comes out and gets honed and then after a few years, even though technology is going to advance where something even better is around right you're still going to get this unbelievable TV for a quarter of the price. If you wait on it, if you wait saying. on yeah. it, yeah. Well, you're right. I always jump the gun. I was one of the first guys in Sarasota to have a rear projection TV at Sears. It cost me almost five grand. And then what? A year later? Two years later? Yeah, Peter's out. You can't yeah. see the ball. I mean, people come over to watch the games. At the time, in '89, when I bought that, Jake. I mean, it was the biggest TV I in remember. town. Yeah. People were going nuts over it, and then I I went and bought another one for about five grand because the flat screens at that point were like twenty thousand dollars. I have. They were a, way out of the common man's reach. I have an LE. I guess it's LED. Well, seven, eight years ago that I bought it. Uh, it's a, I think it's a Vizio or L, it's an LG, a right. big, 46 inch, which is fine for my area. Great size. And it still has a perfect picture. I know. And I spent, and this is seven, eight years ago, I spent maybe $700. That TV now I can probably get for like 300 Isn't that crazy? I bought, again, I timed the market beautifully, Jake. I bought a 32 inch in 2007 on sale. Seven ninety nine, and I got it. Thought I got the deal of the century. Yeah, you can get them for two hundred. Two hundred. Yeah. You get a thirty-two inch for less than a hundred dollars. Well, depending on the brand. Here's what you want to do, though. If you want to get up to speed, get a smart TV. It's got to be smart so we can pick up all the Wi-Fi stuff because that's where it's going to. That's where it's going to. I found some things last night overseas that come in. You can get them shipped into America. They've got these decoding boxes with the Cody system already. They're called jailbroken. I'm sure you've heard about it with Roku and all this. Jake is every channel. You get every channel for $20. Yeah. One one time payment. Now, obviously, wherever there's a will, there's a way, and there's somebody to figure out, and then the other way around, they'll, they'll shut you down somehow. But if you got a year of free programming, that's worth twenty bucks. Well, what do you I, say? I think these boxes cost a hundred or two hundred dollars, and then you get the uh, you know whatever you get it for life for forever. Well, the Cody so boxes. Yes, the I'm looking is yes. At, there's twenty bucks free shipping. We're gonna get one. <laughs> I'm getting one, man, because we're paying three hundred goddamn dollars, and it's twenty dollars a box per TV for rooms we don't even go in. And, and if that's the house true. is so big, the East Wing of the Oslo Manor. I was over there one time, and I, you know, I get lost. They got to put a, yeah. like a trail of breadcrumbs to get back out to the other side. Got to come over sometime. We'll have a little cookout. I, I would absolutely love to see the Oswald. The sports man- bar, the L Square Oswald Mansion. The sports bar is just spectacular. Well, I'll be. I, mean, I got. I got to really pat myself and Lori on the back because we have the same taste in decorating, and we designed every inch in conjunction with each other. Yes. Which is impossible. No, it's important. You though. ever try to put up furniture and pictures with a woman? It's chemistry. You'll never find a woman who likes the couch the way you like it or the pictures or whatever. 
That's why the guys usually are like, ah, screw it, you do it. Well, you're, you're, uh, you're uh, all over the map. You're no, you're speaking on behalf of all men. I don't feel that way at all. Well, how do and you I, do it? Are you, do you uh, and the lovely Miss Emmy? Well, Emma's an, uh, even though she's an attorney, her real love was architect. Oh, so nice. she studied architecture and she knows what she likes. And it so happens when I met her and she told me what kind of architecture she. I mean, she appreciates all New York City and oh. London and all that kind of architecture. Right. When it comes to houses, she can appreciate a, a brick house, but she really likes contemporary Frank Lloyd Wright style. And you know what? It turned me on to it. Oh, and I love it. And I learned so much about architecture and about style. So I'm a contemporary guy now. I like my furniture contemporary. I like my house contemporary. I, I like a lot of glass. Oh, yeah. I like natural light. Sure. That's what I like. And it's all come full circle now. Every All your newer houses, high-end newer houses, and even the mid-range houses, they've got all the bells and whistles, the, the sky lighting, the LED lighting, the cool kind of ambient lighting. And that's what I, as an electrician, it also be, be besides playing a smart ass on the radio... I mean, that, that has just grown. Well, you're talking about the technology. So, yes, there's an expense, but it's worth it. You you can yell or talk, lights on, lights off, and all that. But you Absolutely. know, as we talked about, a year or two later, the advancements of this technology that you had in the house are now, you know, they're kind of uh, obsolete. Hey, Jake, they work, but they're obsolete. I did a kitchen lighting, under cabinet lighting, tape lighting, LED. You can cut it and extend it. It's unbelievable. And it lasts for, oh, about 70 years. Uses no power. Uses yeah. nine volts. Yeah. $299 just to buy the shit. You can buy the same one now for like $4 out of China. Same, exact same set. I went to Home Depot last night and it changed from last week I went there. The, that's how fast the technology is moving, not only in home improvements or as far as lighting and, and uh, residential stuff, but in this media, man. TV, radio. Hey, by the way, we're on YouTube, Jake. Did you what? see the camera in the corner? We, Jake, uh, Gopher pick, and I... Did I pick my nose at all during the process? I was kind of playing with my nuts a little bit, but it uh, happens. Yeah, but, but it's covered. It is covered. From, from the desk you have there. If I'm no. picking my nose, can they see it? It's, I don't think they I have, don't think I did. They don't have Zoom vision. You know, sometimes you do without realizing you're doing it. Um, I spoke with Daryl and the fine folks at Boxcore, and he loves the video. And I, I got to tell you, it's a, it's a pretty cool way to listen, because not only you get to hear the show... You get to see the interaction between the characters, the players, if you will. So I think, as well, most st most shows now, you have the audio and the video. Yeah. I'm waiting for uh, your son up there. I'm waiting for 620 to, uh, to have something like it's that I'm, online. I'm, I'm kind of surprised they haven't gone that route. I'll tell you, 1025 in Tampa, the Bone TV, that's spectacular. Whoever came up with that and put that system in place, it's a multi-camera it's pretty smooth. I'm going to talk to Aaron about that. See what's happening with iHeart. Why it, they it, aren't on. It's not TV. very expensive at all. All you need. Oh no, no. The cameras are nothing. You got a decent camera for like twenty, thirty dollars. Yeah, piece of cake for uh, iHeart Radio. Absolutely. Well, uh, so I, I wanted to ask. By the way, you're you're listening to the podcast of uh, No Holds Barred. I'm Jake Jacobson. They're running the show as Mr. Oswald, the sports junkie. Thank you very much. Did you see last week I had a little uh, Shakespearean uh, pun on the, we had the no holds barred, B-A-R-D. I did see that. Which is a Shakespearean little tongue in cheek. I didn't get it. But that's for the I higher end crowd. I, I was going to call you or text you and say you spelled it wrong. No, that's a, that's a play by right, Shakespeare. Right. And I, oh, by the way, Frank Lloyd Wright, his hometown was Oak Park, Illinois. I was born in Oak Park, Illinois, two blocks from the home of Frank Lloyd Wright. Thank you. He is a world-renowned, famous With Sarasota ties. Yes. A lot of homes out, a lot of older houses on Siesta and Longboat. Well, the Frank Lloyd Wright design. The contemporary homes now, are, all the architects here, and there are some great ones, are all probably, 
I wouldn't say proteges, but loved Frank oh. Lloyd Wright like my wife did. How did how do you not? Because he came in in the four, in the fifties and sixties when houses were just a frame cottages. He was way ahead of his time. Mm. Uh, sleek lines, very. Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, just uh, straight. Everything was basically squared. Uh, I forget the word you're looking for. Yeah. Dimensional? Sure. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> How about non-dimensional? I don't know what you were going to lead with. But I'll, the... I'll lead with this. Go ahead. What is dumber, Jake? To blow your hand up with a uh, firecracker? Oh, I know. What you're... Or JPP. to get in a one-car crash and say nobody got hurt, no incident at all. Oh, by the way, I broke my goddamn neck. I want to know this. First off, that pretty much ensures Gerald McCoy is going nowhere. All right. Well, this do the Bucks have to pay him the ten million? A. And B. What the? I mean. Well, first of all, he's alive. Thank God for that. This is a he's career. Done playing. All right. So it's a career-threatening injury. If not, it is an ending injury for his career. The loss of money. In his, I mean, he's made of zillions of dollars anyway. Does but he get paid though? That's a because it's not a football-related injury. I, I you would know how those contracts yeah. read. I would think not. I mean, there might be a buyout, maybe some clause in there. It, but it sucks because he was one of the few free agents that actually produced. They were building that line around Vita Vey, JPP. And a couple other uh, free agents and young guys that they brought in. They didn't address the D-line at all. But McCoy's got to come back I, now. I think it was unfair, though, to compare his shooting off his fingers from a firecracker to getting into an accident with a car. That's a whole different story. Well, it is, I guess. But And both of them, of course, were both possibilities of life-threatening type of injuries. And having a firecracker blow up near you anyway is life-threatening in itself. Well, unless someone pinned him down and put the firecracker in his hand. I, I love firecrackers, but you take your own... Them. You take your risk into your hands, literally, pun intended. How about this? I didn't see this until just before I came down to the station today. My buddy and greatest quarterback of all time, Jameis Winston, was at a golf tournament over the weekend. He let a trick shot artist hit a ball, a drive, a full swing with a driver off his head. No. Oh, no. Yeah. Stop it. Yes. The That's video- stupid. That's really stupid, and even my buddies up there, Joe Bucks fan, are starting to like waver. Like, come on, man, we're that, trying to support you. And, and as if you're management, if you're the coach, oh. if, you know, if you're Arians, if if you're anybody in the organization, how do you let him do that? Uh, Jake, what do you see the video? I mean, this, this guy I took won't a, see this it. guy took a bear. You know, these long hitters no, are like big burly mfers, and they just swing to their heart's content. I mean, he was wearing a little, like a bicycle helmet. Even well, if he hit his head, he would have crushed it. Well, I will say this. What is John, he and John, Remember when Johnny Carson used to have gags like that, where they put him up on a wall and have this great archery guy come in there and pop a balloon or an apple from the top of his head? So, sure. I mean, these guys risk their lives. Why Jameis would do it is beyond me. I have a lot of faith in this guy. But uh, me personally, I, I couldn't do I, I don't have the balls to do that. Well, I, I think this year is going to... It'll play. Well, it is a make or break year for him. It's totally a make or break year for him. It might, it might not be his. It might not be his last year in the NFL, but for a Buccaneer quarterback, as here, it has to be. It has to be. And Arians is saying all the nice things. I don't care if he coached his kid in a youth camp years ago. Jameis is a nice guy, but he's not getting it done at quarterback. He puts up some numbers, pretty much in mop up role. I'm done arguing about it. Prove me wrong, Jameis. Prove me wrong. Throw 40 touchdowns and five interceptions and put the Bucks in the playoffs. And I will be the biggest Winston fan ever, but I wouldn't bet a penny on it. So you'll, and I think you'll jump on the bandwagon again. 
I'll admit when I'm wrong. I'll do, totally do a 360, a 180, if you will, and admit I was wrong. But I have, well, I've been a Buccaneer game in, game out uh, watching fan and supporter since about 1989. And I know some shit when I see it. Dilfer, Vinny, uh, Josh Freeman, who... Well, for my look. For, for my vantage point, Josh Freeman was ten and six, had the highest percentage of completions in Buccaneer history, the fewest amount of interceptions. He took a, a shit team ten and six. He was run out of town on a rail. I don't remember one person having Josh Freeman's back. Not one person had get rid of him. He was a bum. Ten and six, twenty six touchdowns and five interceptions. Well, Best year in Bucks history. Uh, I, I get that. But you're not in the insides where people are saying, you know what, this is not going to last. This is this is a time, a machine that is going to blow or some you know, something like that. It's a time well, bomb ready to explode. If you remember, the, he uh, they fired Rara and they brought in Shiano the hard ass and Shiano from day one. I don't know what why you would do that, alienate your quarterback and say he's got to step his game up. Well, he did have an off season which led to the firing. And Look, he nothing, didn't deal with it well, and I guess he got off his... Apparently, he was on some kind of bipolar medication that he did not want to stay on. And we all remember the Jets opener when 45 minutes to kickoff, nobody knew where the goddamn quarterback was. Well, this is, again, the inside information you can see. Right. They knew something that the outside didn't. And look what happened to Freeman's career after that. Nothing. He went to Minnesota oh and embarrassed himself on national TV. What were they thinking that night to, look, to roll him out on Monday Night Football? And I mean... I don't know what that was. I know what it what it'll go down as the worst performance ever in the history of Monday Night Football. It was up there. It, oh, it was statistically the lowest completion. He was like twenty oh, of sixty was, or something, was, was, and he was, was overthrowing, underthrowing. But I, I well, it'll all play itself out this year. To lose JPP is tough though because they did not address the defensive line, so that pretty much guarantees that that McCoy's got to come back in there. And I love the Buccaneer fans, Jay, crying. Well, McCoy ought to take a pay cut to stay in Tampa. Hey, no. No. That's not how it works. He's busted his ass. Sure, he's not Warren Sapp. And a lot of guys plays, thinks he plays soft. I promise you, every team in the NFL wants a Gerald McCoy on the line. He's getting $13 million this year. It's about his eighth year, maybe ninth in the NFL. He's not going to take a $5 million, a $6 million pay cut. Well, he that, could go to the Giants, the Niners, the Packers, and be in a Super Bowl this year. And the injury will give a reprieve to whatever the salary cap. I don't know how much it will be, but right. it will definitely will give them some initial additional money to play with. It'll be interesting because that story's nowhere near done. Was he drunk? I mean, what was the accident? What consisted of the accident? I would have to say that JPP, this is year two of a three-year deal, I believe. I think he's made 10 or $11 million. It sucks because he played his ass off last year, and he's a nice guy. He's from USF. He's a I hometown he, guy. He, him and, um, and uh, what was his name? Sel, uh, Selma. So wasn't it Selma who was the actual, the, 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 the guy that everybody thought was going to oh, be I the best? Oh, I know you talk about Selma, the sister on Good Times. <laughs> you know who played. They had a great defensive line. Selvi, George Selvi. Was it Selvi? I believe he went to the Cowboys. He, went, he was drafted by the Cowboys. Yeah. He was a top 10 pick. I don't, I, I don't they, remember. They had some decent players out of, out of but USF. But it was, was Jay's. JP that actually became the much better ball player. I've never heard anybody in football coming back from a broken neck. No, it's. I mean that that might be an over cautionary word, 
maybe just a fractured vertebrae. Whatever it is. It, well, yeah, anything around the neck area. Yeah. One one jolt and you're done. No, he's. Uh, I, I wouldn't play again with a broken no, neck. No, of course you? not. Hell no. I mean, you take your life into your hands anyways when you go out there. All right. Well, football. We still got two months to go to that. That'll play itself out. I love the fact. Oh, we're gonna. The Buccaneers are gonna bolster the running back through undrafted free agents. Okay, I guess. They signed some scrub four-stringer from the Cardinals. That makes three on their team now. Remember, they're going to have mini camps. Then, gonna, then they're going to, from the mini camps, will be, uh, you know, exhibition games. And right. when guys who are good players get cut, they're going to be picked up from other teams. So yep. hopefully a running back comes from there. And, I mean, every year, Jake, every year there's an undrafted running back who blows blows no, up in the NFL. Well, not just, yeah, not, not just that, but also guys who are, cut from other teams they were there exactly. for the first three weeks and they were let go and for money reasons whatever reasons right I, I think the bucks are going to be kind of vulturing in and picking guys on the fly here and there you know defenses and offenses are about systems some guys do not fit the system of the offense or defense coordinator and that's they have the talent but they need to be in a situation or or a system that works to their benefit and that's that's just the bottom line when it comes to football, more so than probably any other sport. Speaking of systems not working, old Dirk Cutter. This story came out yesterday. I put it on the uh, Sports Turkey Facebook page. Hilarious story. This is why I go to Goodwill, uh, Jake. Some guy, I think it was you get Wednesday. get a story about things Tuesday. like this? Yeah. Tuesday. So you don't go t- there to shop for Tuesday. the bargains. You go oh, no, there I don't for go the stories. I don't go to Goodwill for the stories. I go for the, for the inexpensive great clothing, like this shirt, 99 cents. The guy in Tampa got even got a better deal earlier this week, Jake. He goes in there to a Hillsborough Avenue Goodwill. I found some Buccaneer gear. Oh, when I see a Buccaneer guy, my ears perk up. And is it an XL? XL? Do I have it? Do I like it? Would I wear it? He noticed a cutter stitched into the back of the shirt. He also noticed an NFL logo stitched on the side. Dirk Cutter dropped all his freaking clothing off at the Goodwill, which... I think it's an admirable move. It's better than throwing it in a dumpster. I do it. Give it to the freaking home. I give all give my to stuff needy. to Goodwill, yes. I love Goodwill. That's the kind of treasures. So he bought it all. He got, I mean, some pullovers. Then they were doing the comparison on Channel 10. I guess he called in uh, one of the Tampa stations, and they were pinpointing what shirt he wore in his, each specific game. And Jerry Cutter was a great, great. guy. I think I he's a nice great. guy. Yeah. I think he was a little over his head in Tampa. I think he thought they Apparently. were going to be better than they were. Or maybe you thought he was going to be a better coach than he was because he was a good offensive coordinator. Exactly. And he goes back to Atlanta from whence he came. How about this? You think about it, Jake. Every two years we fire a coach with the, uh, well, the Lightning haven't had a coach fired yet. Stop. Uh, the Buccaneers sure as hell have gone through. There's probably an entire section of former Bucks coaches. The Lovey Smith Isles over there, sir. It's yeah, all yeah. 75% off this week. If you go deep, there's some Sam Weish and a Lehman Bennett scarf. Tony Dungy was really the last guy who, you know, had a nice career. How about uh, longer than the average in the NFL? Well, had John Gruden won a Super Bowl here, let's not forget. Yeah, but how many years was he there? He was there about five years. All right, how long was with Tony? Seven, eight years? Yeah, but he couldn't get the job done. No, I realize that, but coach. what I'm saying is his tenure there was pretty long when oh. it comes to NFL coaches. You know, you don't see many uh, Belichicks out there that are there for 10-plus years. Or, You're exactly right. Yeah, it just doesn't happen. It was not only a seven, eight-year career. It was also, he turned that team around. He'll always be known as the guy who turned that team around. I mean, you think about the Cowboys. How long has Garrett been there now? A long time for very little output. And you know why? Because he's a puppet. No, and no, exactly. And nobody else 
Nobody know, else wants that job. Wants the job. I mean, I, Parcells tried, but knew it didn't work. That seems crazy, doesn't it? That well, Parcells worked for freaking that nut down there. Yeah, paid a lot of money and thought that maybe that Jerry would give him the opportunity and realize it. You know, I'm, and I'm again, I'm speaking in my thoughts of what Parcells was thinking, and that is, I can't do this anymore. You know, I'm the guy who knows football, not him. Did you see the two Bills 30 for 30? That was excellent. No, it was, it was oh, Parcells. Bill, oh, Parcells. And, uh, oh, yeah, Belichick. Belichick yeah. yeah, there was some. There was some. Uh, they didn't like each other for a while because of what Parcells did to him. But they get over it. They're friends deep down inside. They're friends, and they've patched things up. But you can see that. You can see the competitive juice is still flowing in old uh, Tuna's well, eyes because he, he looks over at his protege. Here's what they. Uh, what really got me, Jake. They were sitting at a table there in Giant Stadium, and they autographed the table as they left. And Bill wrote Super Bowl one, two, or whatever he won. And Belichick took him like 20 minutes. He goes, all right, all right. He keeps on signing and keeps. He ran out of ink and he had to switch pens. And he had to. Now, I, I mean, Parcells was a great coach, but Belichick is in my lifetime, in, especially in, in, in lieu of free agency and guys who we thought were studs that were great. And he cuts them and brings in these nobodies and changes their positions and stuff like that to me i don't care about the football gate i don't care about the spy gate i don't care about any of that stuff he is the greatest football coach that i have seen in my lifetime i didn't see enough of lombardi i you know i was old enough eight nine ten years old but that didn't give me enough knowledge of the game to understand it like i do now how about hank stram the 32 power sweep left i i mean great coach there forever at kansas city I made a great Different comment game. in that Chiefs uh, AFC Championship game where they shit the bed. They were, well, they were down 31 points or so, and they rallied in the second quarter or the second half of the game. And I said, man, I don't think even uh, Hank Stram could blow this one or deal with this loss. And I said, somebody asked, is he still alive? I said, Hank is nothing but dust in a wig. My buddy Eric behind me with an acoustic breaks into Dust and a wig. Ah, very nice. All Hank is is dust Kansas. and a wig. I, like I hit the floor. Everyone hit the floor. But, you know, when you think about that era of coaches, they were there for a reasonably long period of time. Just think of Tom Landry, uh, you know, with the Cowboys. And I can list uh, the slew of them out there. Bud Grant with Minnesota. All these guys lasted forever. And they basically had... The same team over a six, seven, eight year period because there was no free agency then. Right, free agency is, is it's a game changer. It's a whole different ball game, and for a guy and an organization like the Patriots, hate them, like them, love them, whatever it is, you have to respect what they have done over a the longest period of time that I can remember. The consistency of being a top tier Super Bowl contending team. Every single year. And the year that Brady went down and they brought what's-his-name in uh, from USC. I mean, they didn't make the playoffs that year, but they went 10-6. and six. Oh, Who is that quarterback? I still think he he's He went in the over league. to the Chiefs and did nothing. Yeah, they signed. Again, guys are one-year wonders. They get signed and I mean, they, I'm in they can't do I'm in baseball mode. It. I can't think of any names. Garoppolo. You know what I'm talking about. I know about, you're though. talking about. He went to the Chiefs for a big, big contract, didn't he? They've had a couple guys come in, but none bigger than this guy. I can't think of his name, but he—he, he, I think he was thirteen and two or something. in Brady's, because Brady snapped his ankle week one. No, he—he he went. They ended up going ten and six, and so he brought. But they didn't make the playoffs. They were, I think, tied and got out on on a tiebreaker. They couldn't make it, but he performed really well. But that's again, 
when you look back on it now, it wasn't the quarterback. It was the system. It was the coaching staff. It was the players around him. It was the ability of everybody. And all his offensive coordinators and defensive coordinators, when he loses them for other teams, they suck as coaches. Sure. He brings in another guy who does a great job as well. Now, he has also changed his game from a great defensive man. And we've seen over the years, the Patriots don't have great defenses, but they do. It's, of course, Brady's part of it. But guys that they brought in running backs and wide receivers and all that, offensive linemen, they, he has become a offensive genius. So Belichick went from a defensive genius for Bill Parcells to an offensive genius, so he adapted his game to Tom Brady. How about that, though? They'll always be known for the high-flying Tom Brady, uh, Edelman, Tom Brady to uh, Gronk, and sure, that's the, that's the and sexy Welker play. As and well. Welker But don't forget, they set a record in the last year's Super Bowl. They didn't let the other team inside the 20, Jake. Not one in I, once. I, 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 that's an NFL as a Super Bowl yeah, record. I, I would say... The Rams had a high-powered offense. We know that. They struggled a little bit in the playoffs. We saw some... Uh, That's the top five defensive performance in history in the Super Bowl. I, I'll give them credit for that, but it, I don't think coaching uh, McVay did a great... As a rookie coach no, and a young guy... Coach. He got his... I, he got school. Because he got school by... That team should never have been able to be shut down to the to the way that the Patriots did. The way Patriots' defense was just not that good. I mean, they were okay, but they weren't that good. To shut a team down like they did, especially like the Rams. Yeah, it's hard. To, it's hard to disagree with you, Jake Jacobson. Well, I'm thank on, you. I appreciate that. The Sports Turkey No Holds Barred podcast. Go to SoundCloud, download the app. Better yet, the numbers from Chicago are just getting exponentially better. They love us in Chicago. Jake. Why? Because we're freaking hilarious and entertaining all right, and I'll a good time yeah. for all. And we don't focus just on one no, team. We talk food, we talk women, we, we talk do. relationships, we talk cars. So let me ask you this. Yeah. The Kentucky Derby. Oh, here we go. All right. We need uh, to talk about absolutely. that. Absolutely. Because we are podcasting on this Wednesday, a few days after the fact. And I love, I'm not a big horse racing guy. What? I learned a lot from my uh, protege, Mr. Scott Hayes, my he, old ex-partner. He was something else with the horses. And he taught me about, uh, you know, reading the paper and the handicapping and horses that you know, running the mud and all that. Mudders we're talking about, what, three-year-old horses in this case? Yeah. They're just, you know... Phillies, if you will. Yeah. No, they're not Phillies. They're men. No, Phillies would be a woman, right? Uh, it's a bitch. Is it, is it See, a female that's why you get Scotty on this case, because he knows everything about horses. We don't have uh, Wi-Fi, so I, I think, can't look it up. I, I, I but, think... Yes. I, I think it's a. Um, th there's a lot of value in the three horse. I think the I think, Philly is though is a woman, a, a girl horse. I think. I, I you know. I got uh, after I we know. finished the uh, the, S the uh, Kentucky Derby, I got a dog track update that's not pleasant. Okay. All right. But yeah, the Kentucky Derby is one for the ages. Yeah. I didn't like it for what, two reasons. Well, I'm scared as far as the mud is concerned. You right. Know? And and we've had a lot of these. I've seen them. The idea. And, and I don't know the rules. If they all say, and most of the experts say, yes, he interfered. We know it wasn't done purposely. It could have right. been because of uh, the wet grounds and the slop and the horse was spooked by a puddle or something like that. But the horse that won, Country, country House. Country House. Country Croc, I think it was. He wasn't even affected by the, by the interference. I know. It's the two other horses. Got, and so they... Country horse benefits winning when he wouldn't have won because even majestic, majestic, what's his name, majestic, majestic blue. He needed the money. It wasn't majestic blue. For, well, first off, the uh, the horse that was disqualified, whose name escapes me, Maj majestic. 
Majestic. And who was the horse? Something. Something sonic laser beam or something. He went from wire to wire. I saw exactly what happened when he got tapped in the corner. I was watching it with one gopher. Greg, I said, oh, shit. He got got just knocked out. The jockey and the horse repositioned themselves, reset themselves. Because you can see he stumbled even a little bit. He reset his pace. And we went on. He won wire to wire, Jake. Oh, max, yeah. maximum security. Maximum security. Thanks. Uh, how about the as sloppy as it was and the bumping in the corners? The home stretch, you won't get a more exciting fish. No, no, they I'm, were coming from all angles. Well, that's where it all happened. This I mean, where the you got and the horses bumping. on the outside. First off, how about capping the, the, the entry at about 15? 20 is too many horses. It's too tight. It's too tight. It's you too can't tight. handicap twenty it, it's horses. Tight. And then that, hence what we saw in the it's a Kentucky shit Derby. Show, man. And that's not a horse race. It's a stampede. You so, can't. I mean, you can't handicap twenty horses. Why do they allow that many in think, there? Think about the people who thought they won money. Oh think my about God. the people who ripped up the tickets for Country oh. House that lost the money. I mean, <laughs> when you think about the two dollar fifteen thousand dollar try or the two dollar. $51,000 super drive. Everything got screwed up. All right, so the horse the horse that won wasn't even involved in this semi-skirmish, whatever you want to call it. So right. it's unbelievable that they give him the victory. That's number one. Number two, maximum security, because of this, will not run in the Preakness. That's what I saw today, and that's bullshit. And now Country Horse has some sort of virus He's not running in the Preakness. Now we don't even have a, well, a triple why. crown horse in this race. So who cares about the race? That's the only reason I'll watch the second race to see of if course. the first horse wins it. And what a story it would have been for this country croc margarine horse to get out there and win it. And what is he, 52 to 1? Uh, it's uh, 65 to 1. Jesus. So, so let's say country it's, country horse, they say, has a virus. Okay, I'll deal with that. All right, he has a virus. They want you know to get sick. You know what you got to do with him. But what about maximum security? Look, he can go out and study. He's going to make a lot of money. It doesn't matter for his owners and all that. And he's going to have fun having sex. But the bottom line is, if maximum security had any balls, the owner, put him in the Preakness, let him win that. Put him in the Belmont, let him win that. Maybe you could say, look, we really won the Triple Crown. The horse is sick. They got three weeks of the race. What has he got? Whooping cough. Well, that's country house. I'm talking about maximum security. Oh, maximum security, it, right. Well, it, it, you know what? You lose by default by some uh, uh, rule by the stewards that they right. decide, which, okay, is it, let's say it is the correct call. Let's go win the Preakness and let's go win the uh, Belmont and show everybody that we are the best horse. I and mean, the stud fees will remain high. There you go. Because you can say he literally he won the race. Correct. He won the race. I thought it was a dynamite adjustment by not only the jockey but the horse, Jake, because you could see it was the far turn. They kind of slammed into each other. He lost his, his pace a little bit. He lost his footing. He did. The horse regained, regained it never lost first place. And down the stretch they came. What a finish. That's a that's a top five finish I've ever seen. I mean, you had him coming from all angles. The sloppy track does uh, withdraw a little bit. How about this, though? All I could imagine was this. Here's the funny thing. I watched the, the circle around the track once where the jockey gets out there and interviews the guy. And the, the, the jockeys creep me out more I love, every I year. love so though, that they, they do that now, that they have the uh, the, the, girl on the com- horse. commentator riding side by side with the winner. I love it. What, what would these poor people do if there wasn't for horse racing? They're, they're kind the of jockeys you're talking I mean, about? They're, they're kind of just they're, Because they're, they're five midgets. feet and 120 pounds? Yeah, but they're just weird looking. No, they're not. A lot of these guys are extremely handsome. Well, okay. They are. I heard they get a little pussy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, you went that way. I cannot believe you went that way with the jockeys. Oh!
just I, 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 I don't find even it, see it as a disability. I find it as short a, guys as uh, exploitation of these short uh, short. That was just lighter for the horses to run. A lot of these guys are brilliant. They become commentators. They do. I'm, there's a lot of guys out there that are, are that are, like. Some big guys doesn't mean they're great basketball players. Some short guys who are light don't doesn't mean they're going to be a good jockey. So they go out in the world and they become mathematician, they become scientists, they become surgeons. Who jockeys? Anybody? I'm not saying jockey. I'm talking about a guy of, of their people? size. Yes. Gary Newman. Anybody? Short people. Look at me. I, well, I'm not. You, you I'm don't throw fi- yourself into that. Well, I'm, I'm short. I'm five oh. six. I know. I think you're a perfect size. I'm if perfect. you were tall, you'd look like an idiot. You're Jake Jacobson. <laughs> Listen to this. You so. always have to wonder. Imagine uh, Ozzy, you as a five foot six, and, you and were I was a tall six guy. Two. Yeah, it'd be yeah, we would be goofy. It wouldn't be right. Yeah, we would look like a couple of it's idiots, like, even more than already. Like when you see a ball guy, the reason why they're bald because it works for them. I can't shave my head and oh, look no. good. No, and you're you're in your sixties now, so you, you got you're in for the long run run now. Long I, run I, as far as what? It's your hair. I don't That's think, my hair, You're not yeah. going to lose your hair. No, I'm I lost a few points. I haven't lost a single no, you're fine. stitch. Yeah. Is you that know, I got pure a lot blonde? of things going on with me. You have no gray there either. No, man. I'm beautiful. What the hell is wrong with you? A goddamn machine Age like here. a person's supposed to age, will you? No. I, I was ugly in my youth. I get better looking as I get older. Some but people do that. My, my mom had a great saying, and it's so true. And the other morning, I woke up with a shiner. woke up, my whole jaw was swollen from a tooth problem, but I won't get into that. It's not fair. You can either have wrinkles or zits, but you can't have both. How about when you're, you wake up with a big shiner on your face, and your face, you got wrinkles and zits? One or the other. What are you trying to do to us down here, Heavenly Father? Is it a big joke to him? That's why you can't make fun of people's appearance, unless they're totally obese and overweight you're right. because they chose to be. Well, but you, as far as appearances with... Uh, scars and wrinkles. And, you can't and, make fun of that because nobody has a choice for that. It's like no. poor people that are handicapped and do the best that they can do. Nothing may, you know, that the uh, Garabo up there in Tampa, he, he made a big deal because he's got a nephew who's uh, has Down syndrome. And I was so moved by it. I quit saying the R word. It's a rude and ugly word. You can't people. Kids, You're talking about R-E-T? Yeah. It's okay. not no, a nice it, word. It, of course it's not. It's, it's a very disgusting word, and it's, it's about up there. It's not quite the same as harshness as the N-word, but it's not a nice word. People can't bl- people, people can't help themselves that they're born with handicaps. No. They do the best that they can do, man. And to call someone an R-word, is just it just, just shows how classless and dumb you are. Yeah, it's like I, I have this. I art. really, I feel strongly about that. I tell you, know, people say, hey, yeah, you know what, Jake, you don't give yourself enough credit. You're smarter than you think you are. I said, no, I, I'm smart enough to understand my, my limitations. I know what I'm good at. I know what I'm not. I know when I can talk, when I can talk about something and sound intelligent, and I know when to shut my face. You do. And I can't. For me, like reading a directions, I can't compute it. I can read it, but I really can't get it. I have to do, somebody has to show me how to do something. I'm a hands-on guy. You show me, I'll figure it out. If I have to read directions, if I have to look at a map, I can't do it. My wife doesn't get it. I said, look, honey, I don't have your capacity. You understand? Just like you can't run as fast as I can, you can try as hard as you want. You're not going to run as fast as I can. I can try as hard as I want. I'm not going to understand this. Even though you can get it, that's the way it is. I couldn't agree more. You, you, your brain processes things different than my brain. I'm good at things you're not. You're good at things I'm not. 
I say we, we, we embrace the differences. If everybody was smart, I they'd all the be mathematicians, they'd all be scientists. And it just Some people don't have the capacity, and some people you have to admire. Some people just, like a great athlete, some people just have a little bit more. The great surgeons are like the Hall of Fame baseball or football players or athletes. They Absolutely. just have something a notch above that they can do something just a little bit better than you. You really hit on something that really irritates me. Because as you get older, as I've gotten older, I don't talk about things that I have no idea. I'll just shut my mouth. I don't know anything about this. I have yeah, no opinion but, but because you, I, don't, I know nothing about it. But you can ask questions about I it. I ask questions. Yeah. I'd like to see what your opinion is, what your opinion is, and maybe I'll formulate something for my own or maybe not. But some people, Jake, they just got to get their two cents in on everything. And those are usually the idiots. They don't know shit about anything. And you know it right away. And they're the ones that give you like legal advice. Well, you know what you got to do is you got, you get your, well, your wife cheating on you. You get a video of it and you don't have to pay her shit. Really? You ever been divorced? <laughs> no. Well, good thing because what would you split? The six-pack in your shitty pickup truck? People with nothing give you the best divorce, they, divorce advice, don't they? Absolutely. They know nothing. I listen to no one's advice except for people like Emma who gave me the a divorce. Prof a professional. Yes, I go to professionals yes. for, for, for professional help and things that I do not know. And I also am not big enough to admit when I'm wrong. I, I've admitted up and down, especially with the raise moves the last year. I thought it was a disaster or disgrace, as a lot of other people did. I mean, I have articles from last February that said they ought to be disbanded from the league. They're such an embarrassment. Look at them now. Look at them now. I don't know if what the score was today. Oh, we'll get a score in a well, minute. Well, they were down 2 They're just nothing. crushing, man. And, was, and they were late in, the, late in the game, but they had two men on and nobody out in the ace. I'll get, well, I'll get the, the Yankees come calling. Going to be a fun weekend at the Trop. I'll tell you right now, it's going to be a, a packed weekend. I guarantee you're going to see that. If the upper deck's not open, I got to cry foul. I got to cry foul. The only reason that, that it would not be open, that it's not staffed and prepared for crowds this early in the season. I, I had a, excuse me, I had a what if last night with one go for Greg, Jake. I said, so let's say the Rays continue this pace, which is just, they've only lost one series all year. Um, they win another last it's night. It's 2-2 in the 11th, by 2 the 2-2 in the 11th inning. Today would have been a great day to go to the ballpark. There was like seven people there. I love going there's nobody there. I can sit wherever I want. Call me crazy. Um, you don't like a nice empty ballpark, nice and relaxed. Well, no, I, when I go to a game, I want the competitive juices well, from the from the fans and the ball players. So I, no, I like I like good crowds. I too want it. You know, of course, I like to have a. Uh, and don't forget to edit that. We will edit that out. Okay. Tonight's show, but but the home crowd crowd, I'll edit that out too. What do you see the special effects? I can make like you either a, like a rocket ship. I can put a monkey head on you. I can make myself a rhino, a T Rex. I'm getting pretty good at these editing things. I edited a home movie the, of, of L Square, and I, I won't get into I found the coolest thing, Jake. I almost said, you know, screw sports. I'm about comfort, and I'm about TV, and I'm about laying in bed. They've got... Well, that's my life. Perfect. It's called a hospital arm, and here's what it is. It's for doctors to lean over and look at the charts where the person in bed can also look at that with them. You don't understand what I'm saying? So if you're in bed there, I can pull this over and show you the TV. Well, now they make a TV stand called a hospital stand. So, Jake, you're laying in bed. You mount it behind the bed, and the thing comes up and down, and it holds up to a 55-inch TV as you're laying in bed, two feet from your face, as your head's on the pillow. And where is this at? Anywhere! Well, first of all, I mean, I love the idea, but I don't want a 55-foot TV. All right, 55 is a little too harsh. 
But I don't How about just like a nice 32 right in your face? Because sometimes when you lay in bed and you got to like jack your head up to look at the TV. And so all the way over across the room, yeah, you got to put on your glasses. Yeah, I'm in perfect position. Oh, no. You're going to. When I get it, you're going to come over and check it out. Well, how long do the arm lengths go? Because You get them in different lengths. You get them in different lengths. But they hang over with a TV. You're in bed in a, a vertical, a horizontal position. Your head on a pillow right, or whatever. It. It's right in front of your so face. So it's kind of like. If Imagine the 3D porn you can watch. It, well, it's more like the old days when you know you went to bed and you wanted the to read, so you put the you don't have the whole room light on. You the have a little spotlight for reading the lamp. one per, right. So you have the same thing. Instead of having a big TV that spreads all this light out, you have this little 13-inch TV or 22-inch TV, and you have it slide over to right in front of your face. The only 13-inch in my bedroom is what I'm packing. That's my shoes. That's Check this I, out. Talk yes, about Goodwill. Look at these, Jake. These are 80. I have weird feet because I have big feet. They get bigger as I get older, which is weird. Everything else shrinks. I get more hair in my ear and my nose well, of course, than on my we head. All do. My dick gets smaller every five minutes. My I, feet get bigger. And I get more chins and my nose gets bigger. What is with the hair and the nose and the ears as we get older? I don't know, it's but I don't most, like it. It's the most annoying. I, but you have ears. to trim it. Every day. I'm looking. I got, yeah. a, I got a 12 zoom uh, mirror in my house. Yeah. I have my I have my uh, tweezers. I'm plucking every day. Hey, do, do you ever do this, Jake? You, you keep, you're a well-groomed guy. You ever look in the mirror and like, Jesus Christ, I yes. got like a three-inch hair on my ear. Yes. And then I go over to my girlfriend and I say, what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> How do you let me leave the house looking like this? Look at these $89 leather Nikes. Three bucks. They're like clown shoes. Are you kidding Get me? Get the hell out They're of here, huge. clown shoes. You know something? No, I mean the size of them. Well, I like got big feet. What do you want me to do? Cut off a toe? No. I um, just, they get bigger big. as I get older. I graduated high school. I wore an 11. In my 30s, I went to a 12. My 40s to a 13. I'm now at a 14. When does it stop? I have. Uh... I have like over like ten pairs of shoes. I've had the I have the most shoes I've ever had in my life right now. What does that say about me? Uh, I've always wanted like I have one pair of shoes and a pair of work boots my whole life. I have multiple shoes, Jake. I'm pretty proud of that. I know that that doesn't turn you on. No, I'm very proud of you. How many shoe? How many pair of shoes do you own? Uh, I have two black shoes. I have two brown shoes. I have uh, hush puppies. Two of those. And I have loafers. So I, uh, how many of those? Seven I shoes. I lost track. I lost interest. But I really don't Speaking wear shoes. I'm not a shoes guy. I'm a, I'm a sandals, flops, and um, and sneaker what guy. What do you currently uh, have on? Right now I have flops, sandals. I'm a, I'm a big flop guy. I don't like the thing between the toes though. Cut That's what I have. You like the toe thing? I don't mind it. Did as a kid. Don't you, now. You ever tried the Nike? Uh, sandals with the gel pad. No, but I'd oh, like to. It's like walking. It's like an orgasm for I've your feet. Them, yeah. They're freaking beautiful. It's whatever they're worth it, pay it. But I mean, the sandals now, these are higher-end sandals, even oh, though sure. they have the split between the toes. Uh, Emma's are like a, what do they have, Amazon Prime? She's like a freak. If I said Emma, you know what? I, I, I broke my toothbrush, my electric toothbrush. Next thing I know, the next day she's screaming, it's here. Isn't it crazy? I just tell her and she orders it. So they deliver like the, seven days a week, too. It's unbelievable. So that's what she found, these sandals. She bought them. She said, try these on, because we have basically the same size feet. I go, these are great. Next what? day, she ordered me one. What? And there it was, Amazon Prime. What brand are those? Are uh, they like a, uh, uh, let's see. Is that a higher-end brand? I'm sure they're high. Does it have a name? Uh, Birkenstock? Looks like Reef. Reefer? R-E-E-F. All right, so Reef. the Rays continue to crush. Uh, what do you think about I said this to Greg last night. I said... What does he know? Yeah, he knows how to annoy the shit out All of me. All right, go ahead. What do you um, say? 
I said cash was because we were both. Cash has to go last year. He's got no we emotion, nothing. We I, all did. Yeah, he was. He was not getting it done. A la Joe Madden. Joe Madden was on his way out in two thousand. Uh, think about this. Eight, by the way, he as was a, done. Think about this as we get into cash because everybody thought it was going to be what's his name Martinez, right? Sure. He ends up going to the Nationals, Washington. and Washington. and look what's happening in the Nationals. They're falling apart. They they lose. They didn't make the playoffs last year with Harper. And then and now they're falling, and Harper's gone, and they're falling apart. Today they lost 7-3 to Milwaukee. I know, and you really got to feel for the national fans, because you lose a guy, like, once in a generation guy like Bryce Harper, that's a, that's a killer, man. But, but, How do you recover from that? Well, you can. They have a pitching staff with Strasburg and, and, and Scherzer, but the bottom line is, Everybody made fun of the Rays. How can you not hire Martinez? They knew what they were doing in hiring cash. And after that first year, I mean, this whole thing with the pitching staff and putting guys starting in the relief is the whole thing has turned into a a brilliant strategic move. It really has. And I was poo-pooing it. I was poo-pooing it. Everybody was. But here's, here's what's the beauty of it. It lets your pitcher, instead of bringing him out in the seventh, he's hitting his high gear in the seventh going into the ninth. Because let's face it, batters uh, swing differently with different aggression in the first inning as they compare to the seventh well, and eighth the and ninth. they've seen four, five, eight, ten pitches already. Absolutely. They're more aggressive. Just You see more runs scored. Well, not necessarily later in games. But I finally get it. I understand what what they're trying to do there, and I love it. How about uh, Jose De Leon, the guy, the guy from the Dodgers, their number one uh, pitching prospect. Finally, he's down in Double uh, A now. Yeah. He's going to be ready to go. So they're going to bring him up and make him a starter for a couple, two, three innings until he's ready to go. This team is an embarrassment of riches on the pitching staff. Not to mention Honeycutt, the two-time minor league pitcher of the year, who's going to be back later in the season. I mean, they are stocked. But as a pitcher, you know Blake Snell gets a chance to start oh, and move as long as he wants. God, of did you see him the other night? He was. Filthy. But that—that's the. Th- if you're a pitcher, do you want to p- come over here as a free agent into this organization when you might only be pitching every other day for two innings? And I'm not talking about as a closer or anything like that. You're a guy who's going to start the game, pitch an inning or two like Stanek, and get him out of there. Well, I think. Do you want to? Do you want Do you want to come over as a free agent? There's a reason guys are closers, and the reason guys are starters. The closers weren't as good. Don't you think every nobody starts out being a relief pitcher, Jake? Maybe well, one in a million. Well, once you get to college, they, they, they are. They yeah, well, they've been out, they, you know, the good from the bad. But everybody wants to be Nolan Ryan when they well, start they're, throwing they're the good. ball. Look, Rigetti was a very good starter for the Yanks. Had a no-hitter and then ended up going to San Francisco, well, as Yank, as a closer. How about Dennis, uh, Dennis Eckersley. Eckersley? Yeah. He cut him from the Cubs in 84. He was done. Toast. He goes out to Oakland, wins the Cy Young. Maybe two. No, it's... I guess it's like a quarterback. Some guys don't uh, really develop or or become seasoned veterans until five, six, seven years in. How about John Smoltz? Finished his career as a closer. That's true. Is he a Hall of Famer? I'm sure he Absolutely. is. Absolutely. Yeah, those Braves teams were sick, man. John Smoltz won over, I think, over 200 games as a starter and probably 200 games as a, you know, in the relief as a, as a All right, I got bad. sidetracked there, but here, back to my back to my theory. Let's I say the, f- right, let's the, say the Rays keep on winning, Jake. The Rays keep on winning. They cruise through the summer, not cruise, but they continue their winning ways. They get to the postseason. And let's face it, you can call say what you want about Tampa Bay. When the Rays win, when the Bucks win, you this, this tickets sell. This isn't Miami or Atlanta where you get a half-empty stadium in the playoffs. That place will be jamming. Do then they open that upper deck, and I'm talking rip all the tarps off and put 50000 in there. I don't know. 
I don't think they'll go the whole Megillah with 50,000 because I don't think they're stocked. I don't, I don't think, think they have the, the un- infrastructure to do that anymore. I don't think they can fit 50 in there. I think, well, I think, the, it's, like, I think it's like 38,000 or something. No, like when, they, when they, all, so, all told, you can get 45 in there, I believe. But this, the upper deck seats are hideous. But they opened that up during the World Series. What I'm saying is, if Sternberg doesn't open, the Rays don't open that upper deck late in the season, especially postseason, there's no excuse for that. What would the excuse be? There is none. There's no excuse. Well, we don't have the staff. So, Hire somebody. Well, of course you're going to make more money. You're no put shit. Another, I mean, you're you know, gonna, five, six, seven, ten thousand people. I in mean, there. Are, do you, are you are we in this business to sell tickets or not? That's what pissed me off opening day. There was people begging for uh, tickets on the street, Jake. I get inside the whole upper deck. They made it sound like it was just demolished. It was in fine shape. They could have sat another fifteen thousand. Doesn't up make there. any sense. All right, John Smoltz. Just so you know. Career record as a starter, 213 wins, so he's got over 200 wins, and also in a, you know, in a era of baseball where guys weren't going as many innings, they were taken out later, all that stuff. 213 and 155, saves 154. Wow. Lifetime ERA, 3.33, 3,084 strikeouts, um, and was a Hall of Famer in 2015. Well-deserved. Oh, he was the. How about that pitch, pitching staff they had in Atlanta with when when Maddox came over from the Cubs and then Glavin and my God they. And uh, how about the uh, Avery, Steve Avery? Who was the guy that shot John Rocker? Remember that a hole shot his mouth off about New Yorkers? Rocker. Boy, they ran him out of town on Boy, a rail, didn't it, they? He was an asshole. He was a steroid junkie. He was an asshole to begin freak. with. A freak. Jake, I thought of you twice this week. I stumbled on a gem, and I'm going to send you the link. It's a 1988 June game on WGN between your New York Mets and my Chicago Cubs. Speaking of Dave Martinez, he's in center field. Mazzilli's at first. It was his second time back on the Mets. You got Wally Backman. A well, young... he was, he, Mazzilli was a part of the Mets during the 86 World Series. So he never left the Mets until... No, he, the, did he leave the Mets to come back? He, he went came to the back, Pirates. but he came back for the eight, in 86 for the Mets. Okay. And then he hung around to 88. Then he finished yeah. his career with the Yankees, I, I think believe. so, yeah. Like, so he, every, like every form of Met. Sure. It's a great game, man. Because you know what? Gooden, I, Strawberry, all of them. Ron Darling starts. This is Ron Darling David against Cohen. Jeff Pico. And a young Mackie Sasser. And Harry just butchers his name. Here's Mackie Sasser. Sasser with a smash. The Jacobsons are here from you know, Sarasota. Do you know what happened to Mackie Sasser? I'm not sure. I think he got caught blowing a Boy Scout no, or something. No, nothing like that. <laughs> What's that, Arnie? Yeah! I let, Harry, you knew he was getting old when he was talking with Arnie in the truck, and you didn't hear Arnie's audio, so he's having a one-way conversation. Yeah! I remember that! <laughs> There's a smash. You know, Will Farrell gets all the credit for doing the Harry. There's a comedian on YouTube. He's an Italian guy, and he's from Chicago, who just gets him spot, because Will Farrell does a great job, but this guy, he had him down to all his mannerisms, and he would, he would just go... Now, here's a guy. <laughs> he would go off the beaten path, and out of nowhere, he'd be saying, the game's cruising along, he'd go, Hey, check out the kid in the sombrero. Harry was an all-timer, man. He was an very, all-timer. very unique and different, yeah. No, but no, no, that no, no, no. Cubs team, that was a, uh, you remember the next year that they went to the playoffs? 
That was one of the biggest disappointments next to this Lightning team that well, I wanted to discuss. We're, and we're not going to. Not, and, if you watch the single hockey game of the playoffs? Uh, just to find out the score, that was it. Yeah, I watched. Islanders are done. I'm happy. Islanders are done. I'm happy. I'm almost in, like that now about Boston. Could you imagine Boston? They almost could go for a fourplex, but they're going to get beat by the uh, The Celtics are going down. We can only, only hope. Oh, by the way, the Mackie Sasso thing that I was getting. Yeah, what happened to him? <laughs> he... He got like the yips. He couldn't throw the ball back to the pitcher. I remember that. He could. Oh, Mackie Sasso was one of those yep. lefty slap hitters who made contact. He was a phenomenal young catcher who can hit, but he couldn't throw the ball back to the pitcher. That I was the end of that. his career. That was. You remember Steve Sachs for years couldn't throw from he second to first. He had the yips when he went to the uh, Yankees. Couldn't Crazy. Do it. How and, about and Rick Chuck, Chuck No, and Chuck Knobloch. Same Chuck thing. Knobloch. Boy, was he the face of steroids too? In that eight. Maybe not Knobloch. I'm thinking, I'm thinking of Brett Boone. Brett Boone is second base for the Mariners. Little mm-hmm. tiny guy. Mm-hmm. Next season, he comes in. He's 280. Well, he went to Atlanta. Yeah. And he was bulked up. Oh, my, oh my God. God. The, the, no, no, you don't, no further evidence, Your Honor. I, the, defense, or the prosecution presents Brady Anderson a career of maybe five home runs. 50. 50. I know. Now, you don't go from five to 50. No. That's literally impossible. It is impossible. You maybe go from five and you have a wild year of about 17. Well, you you can go from five to maybe 15, then 20, and then build it up over years because you're getting bigger and stronger naturally. Five to 50. I mean, and Especially at his age, he was probably in his 30s. Rests, your honor. Well, no, no difference with Barry Bonds. Great a hit as he was. We know he would never have broken Babe Ruth's record of home run, but he would have hit, he would average 35 home runs a year. Sure. And then he hit 73 at what, the age of 36 years old? It's insane. And he lied about it, and he was an ass, a complete oh, a-hole. The, he was the, an arrogant jerk. He was the worst. And the only place that they even recognize his record is in San Francisco. I don't recognize his records. What is the home run record now? Do you even know? And that's sad. I think they have to give it to him at what, 755, is it? 755 is Hammer and Hank, and that's my record. As far as I'm concerned, you're right. Babe Ruth's a 714. I don't know. 7, I don't know. I don't know what it is. It, and isn't that sad? It's, that was one of those numbers you knew as a kid. You knew 61 home runs. You knew 714 was a babe, and 755 was Hammer and Hank. And he's still my home run champion. Now, how the fuck the Atlanta Braves? How do you not name your stadium after Hank Aaron? What a m- bunch of money. assholes. Well, I mean, do you want to call it Hank Aaron of City Field or something? You know, well, City Park or you're right. Hank Aaron? I don't think Hank Aaron's got any money to pony up to put his no, name on it. There's a lot of money involved with this. We're talking about tens of millions of dollars a year to have your name planted on. Did these you places. ever go to the launching pad, Fulton County in Atlanta? No, but I've been to the uh, Ted Turner, which I thought was a, a nice ballpark. Didn't understand why they tore it down after 20 years. Yeah, I know, it wasn't years. that old. No. Now, now that, what are they going to do in Atlanta, or uh, Arlington, I should say, with the Rangers ballpark? It's coming down. It's coming down. And it looks like a pretty new, you know, 20, 25 years old. I would save it for maybe a minor. It's too big for a minor league team. I mean, it would be, what do you do with it? I don't know. Why don't you just keep it? I... What the hell is well, wrong with them? Why are you going to build another? Is it nearby? Is it another city? I don't know, but what's the problem? I know it's hotter than Hades. They want well, some, they want roof, not put a roof it, on it. Put a roof on it, I, I guess, and put concerts in there. With I, don't know. I don't know. Either. Have rodeos and shit. I, I don't know. I could it, never live in Texas. You know why, Jake? I couldn't me. deal with people wearing cowboy hats. Well, I'm going to Austin, Texas for a golf weekend in August. No shit. Yeah, with the boys, my friends. 
my closest You're a real globetrotter, aren't you? I like to do I got these a golf weekends. I got a Beatles update for Tell you. Tell me. Along with the, beat, with the Mets 88 game that I'm going to send you, the Cubs uh, WGN broadcast in its entirety. It's great. I want to see it. There's a young Jason Alexander appears in a Western Union commercial in 88. Really? Yeah, along with Dwayne so Stats. That was right at the beginning of uh, Seinfeld. Or well, Seinfeld already on it. A little bit before, yeah, early 90s for Seinfeld, no, 91. Seinfeld, no, Seinfeld went from 88 to 98, I think. 88, really? Yep. yep. All right, well, young Jason Alexander in there. Um, I'm going to send you, it's, it's called The Beatles as Art. And not only that, I'll send you a couple others, but The, the Beatles as Art, they, they take old clips and they like redefine them and, and mix in different things. It's really a cool thing on Facebook. But what really caught my attention, a 1975 maybe interview with John Lennon, he had been deported. He was looking to get deported from the U.S. because of his anti-Nixon. Oh, the, uh, the, yeah, was were, it that? It wasn't his comments about God? It was, no, that, no, was, the Beatles, that was Beatles time. Okay. His, his, uh, his God comments were back when they were burning the records. You know, I said what I said about God as a thing or Christ as a person or whatever it is. Now it's all this, you know. So this guy's interviewing him as he's walking on the beach in England. And he's, you could tell, uh, uh, allegedly... He was really scared shitless. He did not want to get deported from the U.S. because he of loved course. New York City. Absolutely. That's why he went into seclusion. He says, like, you know something? You're right. I'm just going to shut up. I want to just be with my wife, my son, live in Central Park, go get my paper in the morning. You know what the guy said at the at the Dakota building, the, the coffee shop next door, Jake? He goes, I didn't know my it's John, a beetle. He was John. Johnny came in to get his paper every morning. And that's what he wanted. He just wanted to be a regular freaking guy. I get it. And this guy's walking on the beach. And he's like, well, John, uh, so what? What? Do you ever see the Beatles getting back together? Oh, you know, we might do anything. You know, we're on break. We would, I think it ended at a great time. Okay, next question. Well, do you see the Beatles anytime? This guy goes on for And God bless Lennon, because he played... He was a nice guy through every question, but this reporter should have been hung by his heels. Every question kept going back to the same thing. Well, John, it's great to talk to you. When was the last time you talked to Paul about maybe playing again? Well, you know, I play sometime. I'm sure sometime we'll play. You know, all of them, uh, Jake, when they broke up, they said it's not the end of the Beatles. We're just going to take a break. We've been together for, what, 20, uh, 15 years now. If you go back to the Hamburg Ten Club days. 10 years as a major group. Yeah. And they, gr- yeah. you know, they played seven-hour sets in Hamburg. Seven hours. Huh? Oof. That's a lot of that's a lot of work. That's how they got so, so tight. You're, you're saying if John Lennon wasn't killed, 1980 was it? Oh, they would have got they back together. Got back in the together? Video, are you crazy with the MTV era? They would have had videos throughout the 80s, new records, new material. That son of a bitch, Hinkley. It wasn't Hinkley. It was whoever it was. Hinkley. Yeah, I think yeah. it was Hinkley. Or Who the, was the was guy that, that shot? Or was that Reagan? It was Mark David Chapman, that prick. And you know what he says now? I don't know why I did. I was really confused. Well, thank you. Thank you for ruining music. Because when John Lennon died, the music of the 70s and the peace love, that was over in the 60s, but it officially died when John Lennon died. That was the end of, that was the end of an era of music. And God bless McCartney and George Harrison. The more I listen to Harrison, oh, he, he, might, he, he might be, his soul, solo stuff might be the most beautiful of all of them. Well, let, before we end the show, let's leave it on this note. Do you yes. have the uh, Beatles, do you have Sirius XM? I do. Okay. The Beatles channel's awesome. It's so awesome because they have these guest hosts on. Oh, I love it. And these guys either were in, uh, you know, in studio musicians form or so close to them 
that they would talk to them about certain songs and they would explain why they wrote it, I love why they that. why they added this in, what Paul was doing before I, he wrote the song and why I heard he went that. into it. Right? It's so oh, unbelievable. I heard last week, and one guy was a musician. And he was talking about the, well, the, they'd never really play with uh, augmented chords. So, you know, that's where George Martin's genius came in. He said, yeah. well, instead of playing an A minor, how about an A minor seventh? And then just that one little note is the difference between an okay song and a gold song. It was. That Beatles channel is the best, man. Is, because if you're a Beatles fan or not a fanatic and you don't want to hear just Beatles, you're going to hear other groups as well playing Beatles songs. It's the best, man. And they do have all the solos of George Harrison. So if you don't know how great George Harrison is, listen to the Beatles network because you will hear some of the greatest songs ever that you didn't realize that George Harrison was the one singing it and wrote it. You know he got sued for My Sweet Lord? Yeah. It was worth it. The song is better than the chiffons. Absolutely. Hare Krishna. I met Harry Krishna one time along with Hare Lama. I went Hare Lama, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Hare Lama. I thought it was Dama, da, the uh, Dalai Lama. I met him one time. You know what I said to him? <laughs> Hello, Dolly. Hi-o. Well, Jake, it's been a stone groove. It's been great. I it has been a fun time. Uh, we went way off the beaten path, but that's what we do. We do. Uh, and we do it quite well if you don't ask. The don't video is still rolling, man. So check out... The video will be on. I usually take the show, goes to SoundCloud. I load, I slap it over to the Sports Junkie web uh, Facebook page. It's also available on your site, your web, uh, Jake Jacobson page for those discerning ears. You mean ears. my Facebook page? Your Facebook page. Yes. And I will forward you the link to the YouTube video so you and all the Jake Jacobson fans throughout the land can check it out. Speaking of which... Talk to my buddies up there at Box Score News. Expect a little influx of Box Score News advertising and signage in the coming months. They're regrouping, reorganizing, and Daryl and company, uh, they're not playing games, including a Florida stop. He's going to be down in Florida later in the summer. The sport, I don't know if you've ever delved deep into it. Literally every sport in the world, Jake. Every sport in the world. Their baseball scores go to the China League, the Szechuan League. Crazy. Crazy. That is insane. It is insane. You know what else is insane? Tell me. The post-game coverage. I, I was, again, go for Greg, my confer. This my confer. This, this is the longest goodbye. Well, these, with the Beatles, we can just keep going. Yeah. Um, how come the Ray, Fox Sports covers the Rays and Lightning? How come after every game they go to that goddamn, the same highlight reel? After every Lightning game, they did the Marty St. Louis life story. You have every team. Why can't you go to the... I'd rather watch the end of the Panthers game. I'd rather watch any live game or some live sports chat except for the same 2008 Joe Madden reunion with uh, John Fer Flaherty. Give me something I can use, Fox Sports. I'd rather see uh, no testes Estrada dance with his shorts off. You know, th this... This podcast started with so much promise of happiness. Well, that doesn't mean I still don't get pissed off. And now, and as we close up the show, now you're going into this, in this. Quite quickly, the one thing area. I didn't talk about, we talked about it before the show started. But what? Did, how about your meth last night? What a bomb! And who hit it? Pete Alonso. What a freaking blast! He tossed the bat up in the air and, and hit the hit the home plate umpire by accident. Well, I and didn't I see guess that part. A big brouhaha ensued. 
But people are so goddamn touchy now. I know you don't want to show up the pitcher. He hit it and he showcased a little well, bit. The pitcher, but my and, God, it was a majestic blast. Andy Warren, the former Yankee who threw it up, said, you know what? If there's a time to, you know, to have a little fun, that was it. That was a game-winning hit, a home run at, at the time. It was a go-ahead sure. home run in the ninth inning. So I don't have a problem with it. This is the pitcher who threw the pitch. He said that. Exactly. Respect. I don't know who said it, but how about this? You want it, You don't want me to showcase you? Throw a better pitch and get me out. There you go. Yeah, like uh, Batista, when he hit that game winner for t- Toronto and tossed that bat about 10 feet in the air, you're allowed to do that. When you get a walk-off in postseason to move your team on, rip your shirt off and pound your chest. Absolutely. And now you're pissed off, and now next spring's training, you're going to get hit in the head. Baseball players are such pussies. And white managers are such red asses last night. The, the Diamondbacks manager, I couldn't name if you put a gun to my grandson's head. First inning, they come out to visit the Rays pitcher. And he comes out screaming and yelling. And I thought, what could this po- guy possibly be What was that it about? A- he was saying that it didn't count as a visit to the mound because you only get five visits without taking your pitcher out. Jesus Christ. You know how Major League Manager, every call's wrong. Everything's a problem. They're just looking for a fight. Thank I you. don't understand it. Uh, now we got to do another hour show to make you happy again. I'm happy. The clam All right, in good. deep water. All right, Jake. Well, a good time is had by all. As always. I think you're going to dig the video because it's, we're going to get a three-video camera system. Relatively inexpensive. I'll yeah. look forward to viewing it and listening as well. And uh, sometime soon. Oh, I didn't announce my big... I'll, I'll hold that off till next week. My big announcement for my birthday bash. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to be down in your neck of the woods. This one you can walk to, my good friend. I will be live on... I think down there, maybe you, on you're Ringling. You're going there. You said you weren't going to go there, and now you're going there. Two seconds ago, you now, said Now, this is the second show. My there. band is playing the Saturday of Memorial Day live on, I think it's Palm Avenue, right across from Marina Jacks on the inside of uh, 41. It's a Wounded Warrior benefit. We're playing two hours. Come on down. It's put, an inside place? It's out in the street, but it's apparently That's in good. shade. There's a, there's a church there. Yeah, I live, right, I live right there, but... You All right. Come on down there. I'll be there. Moody I'll Warriors walk event. there with the dogs. Would you maybe get on stage and be Absolutely. a celebrity introduced? Yes. All right. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Jake I'm going to go home and take care of the dogs, talking about dogs. I'm glad you said take care of the dogs. Thank you. Take the dogs for a walk yes. or some shit. I'd wash, I, I gave my little, uh, what do you call it, Pomeranian, two haircuts this morning because the first one didn't take. <laughs> you dog a haircut that didn't take? Well, the... The goddamn like me going to my hair, uh, my the shears weren't working properly, and then I, you know. Did you know that when you started cutting? Well, s- sort of, but Did I. You I noticed hair wasn't coming out. The little guy's so hot, he can't even deal with the heat. He won't even go outside. You're talking about sexually hot. Thank God. He has a bear that he rapes every night. Dog, his fur is all thick. All right, I can't even talk. And we're never talking about dogs having sex with goodbye. bears. See you next week. Thanks for listening to the podcast. YouTube, SoundCloud, BoxCourtNews.com, Facebook. You name it, you can find it. Soon to be on the Aussie app. Who knows? Apple, iTunes, Roku. Hey, tune in. Dot ten ten Chicago. All right, already. A lot of ways for Jake, Jake, Jake Jacobson. I'm Ozzy the Sports Chicky saying good night, everybody. Elvis, I'm We're a little late, so good night, folks. Good show, jolly good show, Major. I'm gonna sleep this off. Please let me know if there's some other way we can screw up tonight.
Hey, everybody, we're all going to get late. Post Game Show is brought to you by... Christ, I can't find it. The hell with it.